Hey gang, a lot to talk about in today's episode. We're gonna talk about the importance of having patience in different elements of your trading, specifically waiting for your trade entry. We're gonna talk about perfection and how kind of what we're taught perfection is kind of sets us up to fail in the future. And we're gonna talk about the hidden liabilities that come with trading. So thinking about your trading as a business and how with most business, there's gonna be income and there's gonna be expenses as well. So hope you guys enjoy. As always, before you do, hit that like button, support the show, leave me a rating or a review if you haven't done so already, and let's hop into it. But yeah, but there's, there's no solidified signal yet that says this thing is likely to reverse. So. This is the difference between rookie traders and experienced traders. Rookie traders will get impatient. They'll see this, they'll be like, oh man, lost some momentum, ah, RSI is oversold, ah, I gotta sell, 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 sell. And they'll be like, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. And then like five minutes later, be like, ah, I don't wanna miss it. And they'll sell, right? And then what do you think price action will do? It'll go straight up in the air, right? That's what always happens, right? Like, damn it, like, ah. Patience, right? Patience. Paint the fence, right? Paint the fence. Wait for your signal. This is why it's important to have a trading plan. Right? IPDE, identify, predict, decide, right? The decide part of your trading plan tells you exactly what you need to get into a trade. So if Brendan's looking at this and Brendan's like, hey, I like this setup of keel, but I require a lower, low, lower close. All Brendan has to do is look at the chart and be like, is there a lower, low, lower close on the chart? Yes or no? And if there isn't, Brendan can't take the trade. We technically can take the trade, but he can't take the trade within his rules. And then the next part is having the discipline to follow your rules, but that's a whole different story. So this is this is the section where you wait. You see this thing. You know you've got time. You wait. You wait until price action gives you your signal. And the hard part is, guys, and this is trading, Sometimes it won't. Sometimes you're waiting here. Man, I, I've had trades, literally, I'm a, I'm a swing trader, right? I've had, tra- I've had day trades where I've waited for hours, which hours on a, a five-minute chart seems like an etern- eternity. Dude, I've waited, and you've seen this on Euro Yen this year. I've waited weeks for entry signals on swing trades. Weeks coming in every day. Waking out of my waking up out of my bed every morning, hopeful that something has occurred, only to see nothing. That sucks, right? It sucks. But that's the price of being disciplined. That's the price of being disciplined. And I can tell you this, because I've done a lot of dumb stuff in my trading career. The price of being disciplined is a lot cheaper than the price of making mistakes. Trust me on that. Trust me. So wait, be patient, keep it on your pre-market checklist, observe it every hour, four hour, whatever your deal is. If the market gives you what you want, you take it. If it doesn't, you leave it alone. There are other opportunities out there. There are other fish in the sea. But you don't want to be that trader that makes a dumb mistake and blows a lot of money just because you don't have patience. Get on a demo trade and a demo account and trade something else recklessly if you want to fill that void, which is actually a pretty good tactic, guys. I've spoken to a lot of successful traders who 
there, there's literally a guy I used to teach who, you know, we always say that, um, hey, if, if you want to feel that urge to like trade, because it's a natural urge to trade. I think we all agree. Like it's, it's imagine being, <laughs> imagine being at the casino, right? Imagine being at the casino and not gambling, right? That that's, you probably think that's a little bit hard, right? I, I told you guys my, my, my crap strategy before, right? So I used to go, I used to be a reckless gambler. Not, not, no, I wasn't a reckless gambler, like reckless in the sense, like not that I was going there and wasting every month, all my money. Right? I was very disciplined. I, I go to the casino for a certain amount of money. And once that money was gone, I left, like I didn't bring any ATM cards or anything like that. I'm pretty disciplined in, in that sense. My, my friend, I can't speak the same for him. Um, but I was reckless in the sense that I would gamble with no rules. So I would go play roulette. I would go play blackjack. I would go play craps and with no rules. And I would just go there and lose money because the casino has the edge and eventually the casino wins and I would win a little bit and I'd give it all back, right? I actually had a funny story. I took my wife once and she was at the blackjack table and she had a big stack of chips. I'm like, okay, she's doing good. I'm like, let me go check out the craps table because my thing was like, I want to go to the craps table that has the, the vibe, right? The, the, the fun one, the ones where people are getting excited because we believe that energy helped with results. And then I would circle back to my wife at the blackjack table and all the chips would be gone. I'd be like, what happened? She'd be like, well, you know, I'm like, ah, right? Um, it's the last time I left her alone at the table. The last time. Never again. But I used to play craps and I would just recklessly do random things, right? If, uh, if you haven't played craps, just imagine like, there's a bunch of different numbers you can pick and they roll the dice. And when um, the dice roll on your number, you get money. When they don't roll on your number, you get nothing. If it hits a seven, then everyone loses everything. Um, so basically you're playing for the seven not to be hit. Why is it the seven? Because statistically, if you look at a dice, seven has the greatest odds of coming up. There's, there's the most ways to get seven, right? Six, one, two, five, three, four, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, that's why the casino has the edge on seven. So... We used to recklessly play craps. And then funny enough, once I got into trading, learning about money management and position sizing and trading actually helped my crap strategy. Not only did trading teach me about percentages and odds, right? Because I learned that, well, wow, trading isn't reckless. It was, it was kind of, it was a cool coincidence that this happened at the same time, right? Because craps helped my trading and trading helped my craps, right? I, I was, when I was learning about trading, I started being taught about thinking in percentages and, and what an edge is, Right? And I got this question the other day as well, right? Does, it, does an edge mean we're going to win 100% of the time, guys? I got, I got a question from a trader talking about, hey, Akil, I have an edge, but I still lose trades. And I'm like, yep, I lose about half of my trades, right? 45% of my trades I lose. Yep, but I still have an edge. So yeah, I was, I was explaining to him, and, and, and this is unconscious incompetence. He, does, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. I'm like, hey, just because you have an edge... And again, this, this goes back to the whole thing where we're programmed from little kids, Greg. Hey, if we're not 100%, we're not successful, right? If you take a test and you get like 70% of the questions right, you're barely passing that class. So we're, 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 we're brought up thinking 70% isn't enough. 80% isn't enough. Like I need to be perfect. If I'm not perfect, I'm a failure. I work with students now where, man, I had this one girl that got a, a, a 3.9 GPA, right? 4.0 is the top of the scale. She got a 3.9. I'd be doing backflips for a 3.9. I wasn't the best student, right? 
But she's sitting there complaining and angry. And I'm like, dude, like, calm down. You got a 3.9. I'm like, just take it. She's like, no, I needed a perfect score, right? So we're conditioned. <laughs> we're <laughs> Again, I would have been doing backflips. I would have posted. If we had social media, I would have posted. If we had social media back then, I would have posted it all on social media. <laughs> 3.9, feeling fine, right? That's the hashtag. Um, but we're conditioned to think perfection is like the goal, which in many, like, it's good, it's good to strive for perfection. But the reality of, of life is, Nothing's going to be perfect, right? Relationships aren't going to be perfect. Trading is going to be perfect. Your job is going to be perfect. Your car is going to be perfect. There's very little things that are perfect in life aside from, you know, my face. You know, not everyone is built as such a beautiful creature as myself, right? Perfection stopped after they made me, right? So aside from what that one thing, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? You know, you know. Um, aside from that one thing and the perfection of my face, um, not, much, not much else is perfect. But we think this. But when we understand the thinking percentages, it helps us out. And I was fortunate enough to be learning to be working on my gambling and working on my trading at the same time. It sounds like those two things would, would, would destroy each other, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but it actually helped because as, as I was doing my belief transference, right, about needing to be perfect in trading, and I was the type of trader where I would take 10 trades in a row, lose one, and ditch my strategy. Because if it lost one, it was a failing strategy. That was me, right? And as I got coaching, I was shifting my mindset. This was a process. I was shifting my mindset to understanding edge probabilities. It also helped that I had started a real estate business um, before that. And same thing. In my real estate business, I thought everything was going to be perfect. And then I learned about vacancies. And I learned about tenant bad tenants. And I learned about like how tenants destroy properties and replacing leaks and floods and all that stuff. And, and I learned about how much properties drain money. I also learned that that's part of the business and you can still be quite profitable even with these normal annoying things. And, and that taught me like, hey, there are, you know, this is my first business. I'm like, hey, there, there are expenses and expenses are just part of the deal, right? That's just part of the game, expenses. So same thing with trading. There are expenses. And then you initially think of expenses as being like, oh, trading platform, internet connection, um, you know, whatever, you know, spreads and commissions. But our, our expenses are, are, are also losing trades, right? Losing trades aren't necessarily a negative. Now, self-inflicted ones are, but like normal losing trades aren't a negative. That's part of doing business. It's an expense, right? If you're going to own a property, guys, are you ever going to have to go repair something? For you guys that own houses or cars, right? Have you ever gotten a flat tire? Has your starter ever gone out? Have you ever had to replace a water heater, right? These things suck, but they're normal, right? Like we, we would all expect this to happen at some point. These are all expenses. Same thing with personal finance, right? Everyone wants the perfect budget, but we, 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 we should be putting a little bit to the side for emergencies. What are emergencies? Oh, broken tooth. Oh, hospital bill. Oh, something else happens, right? So like, these are part of the plan. These aren't, I don't want to say that they're emergencies, but these should be expected. So in trading, losses should be expected. And as I learned about the edge and as I started looking at like my numbers and stuff like that, it gave me a better understanding of kind of the, the, the liabilities that come with trading where, hey, I'm going to have to pay for these losses, right? And I need to become comfortable paying, with these, paying for these losses as long as my wins outweigh them. And, and that helped shift my mindset. And it was fortunate enough at the same time I was gambling 
And it made me think about that as well, where I need to have a smarter approach to gambling. I don't need action. I need to be patient and wait for my setups. So instead of going to casino and just like wildly throwing money at every table I found, we developed an approach for craps where we found the numbers that gave us the greatest edge, right? Aside from the casino's edge, the casino has the greatest edge. We found the numbers that gave us the second greatest edge and we implemented a strategy to one, take advantage of these edges. And then if we were fortunate enough to take advantage of those edges, then go for home runs. So if you want to relate that to trading, imagine it like, imagine like Adam shooting for a trend continuation trade and him trading multiple positions where the first part of that position covers his risk. Once price has moved to a certain level, he reduces his risk to break even, puts a little bit of money in his bank to cover for whatever losses he took before. And then he holds a partial position on to go for the home run. And Adam's doing this over and over again shooting for that one big trend continuation trade. And ideally, the results are loss, cover for loss, loss, cover for loss, break even, break even, maybe small profit, small profit, small profit. And then every once in a while, boom, big home run trade. And that's where Adam makes his bank, right? That was the same approach that we took in craps. And it took being patient. It took sitting there and just waiting for hours, right? Three, four hour games, just waiting, 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 not doing anything dumb, not doing anything dumb, not doing anything dumb. And then when that opportunity came, fully taking advantage of it. We have our 830 unemployment claims and GDP coming out right now. That's why you're seeing price move. But that massively helped my trading as well because as my gambling improved, again, this sounds like the weirdest conversation ever, but as my gambling improved, I started noticing the parallels where I'm like, well, trading is the same way for me. I need to be patient. I need to be disciplined. My edge are these specific numbers. I don't need to get suckered into doing these other bets that are 30 to one that kind of sneak, you know, take your money away. And the dealers know, they knew exactly what we're doing. The dealers would hate us because the dealers know that we were playing the right way, the mathematical way. But in trading, I need to avoid getting suckered into these other bets, these side bets. I need to know my edge, know my plan, stick to my plan, execute my plan, not execute anything that's out of my plan and then implement a money management strategy to take advantage and basically, you know, um, increase my profits as I go on. And that was the big part of it. Once we're making money, how can I exponentially increase that? The same way we do with our smooth ratio money management sheet where it's like, hey, how can I up my position size to take more advantage of what I'm doing? So that patience was key in both that patience was key in both so oh, lots of long rants for you guys this morning sorry can you tell i've been off for a day hope you enjoyed the episode just a reminder we have a live trading workshop fully online coming up at the end of october we're looking at october i believe 24th 25th and 26th i'll shoot some uh sign-up sheets out for you in the future if i haven't done so already but Clear your calendars for those three days, a three-day online workshop where we're going to do live presentations, teach you everything we know about trading, and answer any questions that you guys have. So hope to see you there. www.tier1trading.com is the website. And thank you once again for enjoying another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast.